Wicked Wild, Wicked Wicked Wild Wild West, Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want none. <laughs> Technological developments have had as great an impact on our lives as these two idiots. Stop telling me you two are pretty good. Best in the company. Golly, I'm so impressed. You're talking about line of sight. Yeah, that's right, exactly. Welcome to Line of Sight. This is episode 196, recording on August the 1st, 2023, and my name is Adam. And my name is Nathan. And today we come with the most urgent and relevant of podcasts. We're going to talk about Wild Wild West from 1999, the turn of the millennium. Um, but before we get to that, how are you, Nathan? I'm doing well. Uh, <laughs> nothing really to report. I'm just trying to think if there's anything relevant. Not really. I haven't really seen anything in theaters since Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah. We're going into the dark days of August. This, this is where. Have you seen this weekend? This weekend's jumping. Not that there's a lot teenage. released. Yeah, there's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and The Meg 2. <laughs> it's oh, coming out. Okay. Uh, because it's the long weekend so, yeah. coming up, the uh, Ontario Civic Holiday, the drive in is doing their three shows dusk till dawn um not that i'm interested in all three but i was kind of interested in at least two on two of the screens um because i haven't seen everything that's out i know you've seen mission impossible um i forget what that was with um that one was with uh, here. I'm looking it up here. Okay, so Barbie, The Meg Two, The Trench, and Insidious, The Red Door. I haven't seen Barbie yet, although I'm supposed to be seeing it with someone. So I don't know that I'm gonna go do that. But the drive-in seems like the perfect place to watch The Meg Two with other people and just be making comments in the car. Um, right, and then yeah, the other screen was Ninja Turtles, Mission Impossible, and then Talk to Me, which I'm not gonna watch that either. Um, and then Haunted Mansion, Disney's Haunted Mansion comes out this week, and that's with Spider Man Across the Spider Verse and No Hard Feelings. Uh, uh Turtles w- had a sneak preview. On Saturday. Yeah. I saw people reviewing it on Letterboxd, and I'm like, wait, did that come out already? And then it must have just been because of that. But it comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, I guess that's... Is there there a long weekend in the States, too? Maybe. I don't know. 
But that's usually a sign of it. And there's a sign of what? A long weekend? Long weekends when things come out on Wednesdays or whatever. I guess they didn't they show they, possible what did, they didn't what, it? or was that also yeah, a long weekend? But what did what what happened? <laughs> I feel like there's a reason Mission Impossible came out when it did. I don't know. Whenever that happens, I just think it's so that they can get bigger numbers for the weekend and make it look better than it actually did. Yeah. It is such a weird, arbitrary thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. And we saw it on a Monday. And that counts as the <laughs> opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's bizarre. Um, I saw a thing about ninja turtles and it was like showing all i don't know if it was rotten tomatoes scores and like this new one was the highest and it's like all these old movies they're all really low and it's like who was reviewing these and like the the reviewers then versus the reviewers now like think about that like 1990 is when the original Ninja Turtles movie came out. Obviously, right. well, not obviously, but most critics are probably going to crap on it. I think it's a 5 out of 5. But sure. uh, really, it's like, what's wrong with it? And I forget what the percentage was, but it the way the graph looked, it made this one look ridiculously high, like is in the 90s and everything else was like closer to the 50s. And it's like, I don't know, is this just because more reviewers are into this sort of thing now and then that's why it gets a, a more positive review than just only a few kind of more stuffy reviewers reviewing things? I don't know. It. Uh, yeah, I think it like people kind of now know like that if they're a real reviewer, they're going to influence rotten tomatoes or whatever like yeah pass fail or whatever you want to call it so i think it's always hard to gauge what people would have been what their actual like how are you going to put a number on it is what i'm saying of like if they didn't give it a star rating necessarily all the time but I agree. Original Ninja Turtles is objectively a good movie. Where it's like, as a kid, I love the second one. But being older, it's like, yeah, it goes down for sure. Uh, no, and people are full of it. And we I, have we done episodes? Like, I know we've done science of rating movies. But, like, most underrated thing, like, I think the prestige has like a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And it's like, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Just means that and yeah, there's a lot of people out there that didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. And, but like, yeah, it is weird. That kind of stuff. But then, I think there's where you and I will go back on a movie and rewatch things and debate things and argue things. There's a lot of people that watch things once. And yeah, it's fine. 
and I don't know that we're not uh, in agreement with this, but the Dark Knight Rises, where it's just like, I feel like a lot of people, yeah, that's fine, it's good, but it's just like compared to the last one, like you know what I mean? It's just like it's a pass. That one was a pass. They're all a pass. They're not dissecting them the way we are. Not to say that you have to agree, but I think objectively you have to agree that the third one's the least of the three. Yeah. And I don't think people with the one-time watch of each over the span of six years, seven years, think like that. Yep. Um, That's why it's hard when people ask me, like, was that good? Like, mis- the this newest Mission Impossible? And it's like, was it good? Yeah, it's good. But I'm also really kind of into it, and I just watched the first six. So it's like, I'm really paying attention, and it's like, yeah... But I don't think it's as good as these other ones. Oh, yeah, it is. It's totally. It's like, you got to rewatch these ones. <laughs> so, yeah. That's where Rotten Tomatoes, if I was a reviewer, most of what I'd be giving is fresh. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I give, I'm pretty favorable to most things. And then I watch a lot of crap to balance it out. But. Well, that's a. Yeah. Sorry. No, I just. Tubi is my go-to, and I'll just take a chance on anything so that it 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 smooths out my bell curve. Tubi's <laughs> been rocking lately. Yeah, uh, but with Mission Impossible, there's seven movies. I would all. That's the thing. If I was a real reviewer, I would give them all freshes. Yeah. So that's a so, but then. So it's hard to dissect. That's where I don't understand how some things get as low as they are. It's like really, there's someone saying it's a fail. Like who? Like most things should be a hundred percent fresh. Or it's like everyone (laughs) should agree that this is a good movie. Well, (laughs) in that, and I would kind of agree with you. Not necessarily good, but even the recent Marvels that I crap on. It's just like, okay, what did I give Guardians? Three? I still think it's more than a pass. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you got to get in this, like, cinephile mode of, like, I hate things. And it's like, I hate lots of stuff, but, like, I hate it, and I'll give it a two and a half or a three if it's still watchable. Yeah. And fine. Yeah. So I would give, uh, based on my star rating, I'd give everything everywhere all at once a fresh, but I don't really like that movie. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, that's why star ratings are better. Like, the Rotten Tomatoes does serve a purpose, but the star rating at least gives you something. Yeah. Well, um, if we remember, I'll. Th- this is a little tease. I'll rank 
my Mission Impossible movies at the end of the show. <laughs> One day we'll review them all. Have we done any of them? No. Really? Surprising. I guess we've talked of them, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the only other thing I was going to say, not about that, but just before getting into the review, I've been swimming a lot. Mm, Uh, Nice. My daughter asks almost every day to go to the pool and after work, I'm like, sure, we'll go for a half hour to an hour. And it has been like every day for at least a week and beyond that like the our our pool it opened just before canada day uh so we've it's been about a month already and it hasn't been every day of the month but for the last week probably for sure at least once a day and there was one sunday got up right at nine when it opened went for a quick dip was amazing and then in the afternoon went to <laughs> it's like this is the greatest <laughs> uh, it, pools are the greatest so, I love swimming it's the best yeah I totally agree I, it, there's obviously everyone not everyone but a lot of people agree too <laughs> yeah so very glad we have access to it and I don't know if it makes that much of a difference, but it makes me feel like I'm being active. So that's always <laughs> positive. That's why I agree. It's like, oh, swim a couple laps. So I'm at least exercising. I'm what, I'm very uh, not interested in what's the word. Obsessed with the notion of swimming as exercise because it's like the one exercise that like you don't sweat at all so it's like anything else like if you're gardening or whatever and like you start or putting ikea furniture together (laughs) and start sweating right and and then it's like oh i feel like i'm working out but swimming is beautiful even like if you are swimming uh laps it's like yeah, you never feel really sweaty or gross, yeah. so it's like this is beautiful. Yeah, you know you're exerting yourself if you're like, I mean, you can do a leisurely lap, but like, if I sprint back and forth yeah. and you're like out of breath, then I'm like, okay, yeah. I, di- I did something, I feel accomplished. <laughs> but if you're just kind of yeah. treading water, I'm sure you're you're burning cows. But yeah, uh, it's a it's the best great. sport. I love swimming. Yeah. <laughs> very happy that here you've heard, you've heard it here first folks <laughs> two men like to swim yeah um that was all i had to say about that just wanted okay. to let everyone know so, based why, on my uh recent statements about trying to lose weight yeah no and you have been and i have been too uh got a lot more to go but hey it's good line of sight by the time we get these live shows going with the popularity just exploding 
will be two uh, two not as fat people. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Uh, why are we w- listening? Why are we watching? Why are we talking Wild Wild West? <laughs> <laughs> How did it come up? I think it was when... It was on Tubi. Yeah, we were going through Tubi. We were trying to pick something to watch together, and that came up. And it was like, well, let's actually talk about it. So we didn't watch it together because then we'd have to take notes and <laughs> not enjoy yeah. it. It's it's more <laughs> of a a job when you're <laughs> doing it for the podcast. So uh, yeah, and then it was like, well, it's a nice easy watch. It is an interesting movie to talk about, I think. And it's one that I've seen a lot, actually. But mm-hmm. not in a while. I've never seen and you've it. you've never seen it. So that's always and interesting. It's, it's one of those ones where it's like, I knew it existed. I knew it existed at the time. I knew it had the connections of Men in Black. I love the original Men in Black so much so that... It, I believe it's on my top 100. Yeah. Uh, so there's no, it's one of those weird things where even it's, it's just like, what, why? And I feel, I can't think of something for you right now, but I feel like you've had things where it's like, you haven't seen that yet. And you are a fan of that <laughs> area or whatever. And other people like, uh, I know where it's like, why haven't you seen this movie yet? You like this kind of movie. So, yeah, I guess I heard later on that it didn't get well-reviewed and then never really was eager for it. So Yeah, I yeah. think at the time when this came out and the age I was, uh, was this like... 13 I guess mm-hmm. perfect age for it because it's like this is after Men in Black which did really well obviously same director Will Smith there's a uh, song tie in that he <laughs> performs yep. and it's on the new album that he put out so it's a big thing and it is so in line with the Phantom Menace where it's like I watched it as a kid and I don't know at what point I would have realized it's a bad movie because watching it now especially at the very beginning I'm thinking this is this is good fun I like this oh yeah that's the thing it took me a while to figure out like yeah this isn't the best but it's like what's wrong with this it is definitely (laughs) toward the the end it just kind of falls apart but yeah the it is the what I was thinking while watching it was it is doing exactly what it wants to do. Like it's nailing what mm-hmm. it's going for, but what it's going for isn't that good. <laughs> it's like it's aiming low is what I'm yeah. thinking. And it's 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 yeah. a perfectly uh, watchable popcorn movie. But I don't know. There's just something off about something I don't, it's hard to put your finger on yeah something there sometimes there's just not magic in the bottle <laughs> yeah 
because even the beginning it's it starts very quickly and uh i didn't even really remember the plot i knew some of it um i didn't really remember um what what the deal was with um what's his name ted levine blood bloodbath right. mcgrath uh so there was little details like that and then watching it it's like oh yeah i remember this but yeah the the way that it starts in the saloon it's like or not even in the saloon but there's the water tower scene and yeah. uh it's it, it does feel a little contrived yeah like that kind of 90s action uh just things happening perfectly yeah. putting people in these situations and getting out of it easily like <laughs> i don't know yeah the water tower scene i thought was good and like a fun little idea yeah just the fact that he's up there with this woman but then the fact that like these guys are so helpless that they're just gonna run into this water tank and rip it down like there's no logical cause and yeah. effect like so if he wasn't in like, it, they would have just knocked over a water tower and that's it by accident yeah. and it's just like really like there it should have been like uh you can have i, I think of golden eye where he's driving around with the tank and smashes a statue yeah and then it's on there and then the statue gets stuck on something else and then falls on the cop cars and it's just like yeah this doesn't make sense this doesn't happen in real life but it's cause and effect enough and goofy enough that it's like the chase is occurring so like weren't these guys robbing something yeah i don't know what that wagon so was like, doing right but like even if you had like some sheriff or something coming by just like not that that's gonna solve the movie but just like why is this happening or why did they run into the water tank like just that they they get spooked by a sheriff and yeah. the horses take off and or some or an explosion happens and it scares the horse like something but there's no it's just a weird thing where it's like I think it's a picture for the rest of the movie where it's like things are just happening yeah. and not really justified. And it's not like I need it to be realistic. It's goofy and it's whatever. And sometimes I think it does work where there's setups or and whatever. Uh, some of the stuff in the train, I feel like, is a setup and payoffs and whatever. But... Yeah. And also, yeah, just comparing it just to Men in Black, like the original Men in Black, this one doesn't have the mystery to it. So that one's fun with like the slow reveal of everything more and more. This is just like the same type of style, same exaggerated, wacky technology, which is all fine. And some of it I liked, but just... some of it's like impractical yeah <laughs> and like and then the characters tommy lee jones is like 
Is, is it Kevin Klein? Yes. Yeah. I think he's fine. He's fine, but he's no he's, yeah, Tommy he's Lee fine. Jones. And they're not making him grumpy. Like, I know it's a different character, but, like, he's in Prairie Home Companion, and I think he's pretty fun in that. But there's nothing... Yeah, it's not his best work, that's for sure. I think he can be yeah. pretty good. Um, I don't think he gets a lot in this. And he's kind of a weird character to figure out because he's the smart one or whatever you might want to say, but then he's also like the more horny one, it seems, with Selma Hayek, where it's like right. he seems to be more into her than Will Smith. Like he, Will Smith's like, yeah, yeah she's a distraction. And right. I don't know. It, it's kind of bizarre. It's, maybe that's a twist that they're trying to pull, but it seems like it doesn't fit his character. Not that that breaks the movie either, but I feel like there's not, uh, I don't know, there's attempts at humor that don't really land with that. I think that's the thing. Like, Men in Black, the, I think, I don't even think at the time there was any, like, laugh out loud stuff in Men in Black, but I just enjoyed the whole thing where it's like the goofy stuff or the clever stuff, like the goofy stuff of him delivering the baby in the background. It's just like, this is, I don't know. Yeah. It's just goofy, but entertaining and amusing enough. But then the clever stuff of like the tabloids and stuff like that, the real news. And it's like, yeah, this is fun and interesting. Whereas like, this doesn't have, kind of either of those where it's like the goofy stuff's not that fun i i'll say my favorite thing of the movie could you guess it's a i don't know it's a bizarre thing like is it um kenneth brana having no legs (laughs) (laughs) it's the real people in the pictures okay yeah (laughs) it's like that's that was i think my favorite thing in the movie because at first i didn't like i didn't notice that yeah or i don't know if you're supposed to but then it just yeah there's just the one that you see behind and then the other ones i don't even know if you really see when he walks in the room like i i noticed the one that you see not that I noticed that it was something, but like I reg- registered as like, oh, that's a painting or yeah. something crazy. And then, uh, yeah, I thought that was just like a good take on like Haunted Mansion, <laughs> eyes following. The funny the thing, thing about that, <laughs> or the stupid thing about that, there's one of them, at least one, maybe there's more, that there's like a silhouette when the guy falls and there's no painting behind him in the shape of a man. So it's like, are those people there all the time <laughs> to well, cover up? It makes no sense. <laughs> or it's like, why wouldn't there be a full painting? And then you dress people up to stand in front. Cause otherwise it's like, depending on your angle, then the whole trick falls apart. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. It makes zero sense, but I thought it was fun. Yeah. But... 
That's kind. Isn't that in Indiana Jones, like Temple of Doom? Isn't there someone that comes out of a painting like that? Yeah. I don't know if it's that one, but yeah, there is uh, something like that. I, f- I feel I like it's Temple of Doom of when there's like him and Willie. They're like, I'm not going over there. And they're kind of debating. And then he gets in a fight and she goes out in the hall and is like saying this could have been the greatest night of your life or whatever, but he's in the middle of a tussle. Um, I just watched that recently too. I, <laughs> I obviously wasn't paying attention, but that movie is awesome. Um, you got to read this book that I'm reading of Howard. I can't pronounce his last name. Kazajan, this producer. And there's so many stories. And, it originally it was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Death. Hmm. And like all these things that like he suggested. One crazy one. End of Return of the Jedi. It was only going to be Obi-Wan and Yoda as Force Ghost. And it was his suggestion to add Anakin. That's major. That's major canon change and stuff going on there. Yeah. Did he say it should be Anakin when he's young? (laughs) (laughs) They said in 20 years we'll add this other This is just a placeholder. Yeah. But, no, there's some major things that he suggests. And they talk about that he uncovered, like, the original... Uh, scroll yeah, or crawl and then it was at first it was a long time ago galaxy far far away a great adventure began it was what it, and then they for some reason they took that out all these little That's things nice. but you'd love yeah. it all these behind the scenes weird this stuff um Wild Wild West. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It really holds your attention. Yeah. So we've mentioned some names. Will Smith, Kevin Klein, Kenneth Branagh, Ted Levine, Selma Hayek. Kind of covers everyone. Um, M. Emmett Walsh is uh, Coleman, the train driver. I like him. Oh, yeah. He's good. Uh, he's actually... A surprisingly good side character where it's just like yeah he's yeah he's the train driver and you kind of like is, him. is he jill's dad in home improvement um maybe yeah i think he is he's uh also um the dad the grandfather i don't know what you call him in uh harry and the henderson's uh, among other things, but uh, that's <laughs> that's what I always say. Uh, yeah, I think he he might be Jill's dad. <clears throat> um, I love love <laughs> the pun off between Will Smith and Kenneth Branagh when they first meet, and it's like everything. Uh, Will Smith's thing is about like 
not having a leg to stand on or like half the man you are like all these like half jokes and stuff and then (laughs) uh what's his name arliss loveless is that the villain um he's saying like all these like slavery jokes (laughs) right i feel like today people wouldn't even though it's obviously it fits in the time period people are so sensitive today it's like no you can't make those jokes it's like yeah but that character would (laughs) yeah but i thought they were really really funny especially how they play them and like doing it all through a smile yeah and that's the thing like it's not that nothing's funny or whatever it's just whatever there's just not enough of them yeah uh and there's so many other ones that fall flat yeah but will smith defending slavery whatever scene that is in uh i thought was pretty funny yeah just like him going is that when they're gonna hang him and he's kind of defending it because yeah he calls them rednecks and i do like that scene a lot too um i think that's one of the funnier and it's not like that funny but it is one of the funnier scenes uh like even breaking down redneck it's like red the color of passion the color of whatever and then it's like neck (laughs) i haven't got nothing for that but you still got red (laughs) i think that whole scene is really good especially uh the whole concept of um kevin klein you see him in the the woman get up at the beginning and then him thinking it's uh the girl is him yeah there's a setup boobies look great tonight i think that's a great line especially drumming on them that's that's comedy yeah the boob stuff there's a way more than men in black like there is some crude jokes in men in black but not anything crazy uh there's a lot of sex jokes in this and then just like that and then just selma herself is just like not much of a character at the end i was thinking what is the point of her character there is zero i think we know there's two points (laughs) three if you count the trap door right when she turns around let's get some shut ass that's not even that's not a good joke i don't think when they keep, no, I when like Freudian when people slips. say the wrong thing, yeah, it can be good. I don't think those are good when they're doing it. It's like I think it can be good if it's like almost so close to the word that you don't even register it or something like and quick and maybe if they just do one, this isn't the same thing as a Freudian slip, but. I love, I think it's a good line in Toy Story 3. Nice ascot to Ken and Barbie. Yeah. Like, that play on words is. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, the delivery, because it like hangs on the first syllable. Nice ascot. Right. <laughs> it takes a while. Uh, man. Toy Story 3, that is the Barbie movie. Uh. <clears throat> Yeah, just a lot of sex jokes that feel juvenile. Yeah, that's probably why I liked it when I was 
13. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like, it's not some prude thing. It's just like, make them funny and good and it's fine. But I think there's a couple, but whatever. Uh, un- you underestimate the convenience of a pocket. Yeah. That is a good point. Like, I feel a lot of movies or, yeah, I guess in movies, people coming up with inventions and you can just off the top of your head be like, well, why don't you just do this? And yeah, (laughs) pockets are convenient. (laughs) And you're, I feel like the things popping out of your sleeves, that's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I got uh, music for you to drop in this episode. Selma, her first song, Blood on the Ground. That's what she's singing. Do you recognize that? No, I barely heard it. It's in the Bear Jamboree at Disney World. Nice. Blood on the sand. Blood all around. It's a... Big Al sings it. Sounds like it. And it's awesome. It's my favorite part. Especially when they are all singing. And he comes in and starts drowning people out with it. Oh boy. Bear Jamboree. Underrated. Yeah, thinking about that and um, Bloodbath McGrath, he also has a lot of like innuendos and not even innuendos just straight up uh sexual references <laughs> <laughs> he's like a doctor yeah uh, but i do think he's good and a, a good villain at least there's I'm some character okay. I'm... like i think he's just kind of unique uh the time period and just the kind of cartoonishness of it uh i like the the ear thing the makeup it's all great yeah the makeup's pretty good that's the thing like it works because there's like the practical stuff it is very like uh did what what's the director barry sonnenfeld Sonnenfeld. So, did he do a bunch of stuff with Tim Burton? It seems like I feel he like would. they're connected somehow. Uh, the Adams family. He did. He did those. But that's not. I don't know if Tim Burton would have okay. produced those. But uh, I mean, that's very Tim Burtony. But the, like, even Men in Black seems like something. I think it wouldn't be the same. But like the Tim Burton that made the Batman movies could have made Men in Black, I feel. And this seems like a Tim and Burton possible world or whatever. So it's all fine. It's just not as interesting. But like the practical effects, the practical makeup on a lot of things is fun. Uh, But then there's some CG. And I don't really mind the CG, uh, like some of it, there's something on the train when there is there like an arrow shot or something and it just looks or a chain or something. And it's like, that looks horrible. 
But there are a lot of things that do look good. Like even But the spider robot spider thing, whatever we're calling that yeah. thing. Uh is this at all connected to that story yes. of Superman fighting the spider? Yeah, so the uh the Kevin Smith story. Um who's the producer on this i don't know if i'd recognize it maybe it's john peters um he was so yeah kevin smith's working with this producer to write the superman movie and he keeps pushing these things and one of them he's like do you know that the spider is the most dangerous animal in the animal kingdom or just like these weird facts and then just trying to get things him to put it in and then yeah it's something even what happens in this where it's like you need to like how there's the wasp or whatever that right lays its eggs on the the tarantula there's that's part of the story is this is all the stuff so anyways this producer he was working on superman and then didn't happen and then kevin smith goes to see wild wild west and then he's like and then all of a sudden the third act there's a giant spider and (laughs) it's basically what they were trying to put into superman so this is the the payoff to that joke or that story um i don't mind it but i feel like once it shows up that's when it really goes downhill like you would think that there'd be some cool stuff with it but it's like nothing happens it seems like or just uh, he's got to fight a couple people and i don't know it's it loses a lot of steam Mm -hmm. uh and speaking of steam i thought that this was going to be way more of the steampunk aesthetic than it actually was because i thought that this was like the revival of that obviously it didn't invent it but just the idea of cowboys wearing sunglasses and these inventions that he has but other than that like and the the wheelchair steam-powered wheelchair which is kind of cool and the spider it's really not a lot i thought it was more throughout and at least look wise it, it it wasn't what i i thought it was it just seems like it's a not that it's popular with everyone but conventions and stuff you always see lots of steampunk people and whatnot which i think it's a cool world i remember you explaining to me what steampunk was at fan expo once yeah. because it was just like seeing so much of it it's like is this a from a show yeah and you're like no no it like maybe now it is but like at the time it was just like no it's just this weird theme that people like and there's yeah it's like old with it, new we're not even new but yeah like technology and lots of gears yeah. and <laughs> things yeah it's very I jules think, verne and i think inspired yes. Yeah, and there's aspects of it that I love. And then other stuff where it's like, when it gets tinier and more minutiae, then I don't like it as much, I feel. But like the bigger, crazier steampunk designs, I'm more 
inclined to like. Yeah. Uh, like, I really enjoyed the boat in this. The design of the yeah. boat and stuff. All, all that is like, yeah, I'm into this. And even this. the tank thing. Yeah. See, like, yeah, these are good ideas, but they're not in it much. And, like, that tank thing you almost think is more significant, but you don't see it again. No. It seems like that's almost like I don't know that's how they do these slaughters which it doesn't seem like it's other than everyone dies it, I feel like it's probably not that effective <laughs> yeah. in real life no, no it did not <laughs> and this guy yeah as, as smart as he is he does like he is mad scientist yeah. where it's like I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> uh, just in that, like, you seem too crazy. Uh, one thing, when they, like, escape the collar thing, I think it's just a little bit after that when they were in, I just said Arizona, but when they were yeah. in, like, the desert, that looks really bad. Yes. Like, the CG, blue screen, yeah. green screen, whatever it is, it's like so obvious that they're not on location and it's like so many of the angles are like low to the ground up and like or they're just in front of a rock face so it's like yeah yeah, they're they're in the desert (laughs) that's just what's theirs you can't see the rest but yeah there's definitely a shot and i think yeah it is basically right after they get out of the mud and it's showing yeah the desert behind them and it ain't there. No. Even that scene is very much nothing. I feel like there yeah. needs to be something more clever to it. And the which one? When the they're getting chased by the flying razor blades with the, the collar, yeah, because that's how the big movie starts. Yeah. With the other guy. So it seems like they it to me, they get out of it way too easily yeah. in a weird way where it's like, I feel like with the magnetic stuff, there could be, it could have been crazier stuff. Cause even the idea of like jump into my arms and there's like this Canyon that's conveniently there, like with the, the mud yeah. pit and it's like, well, really you could have just dropped on the floor. I feel could have done the same thing. And not to nitpick about this, but the technology doesn't make any sense. It's like, where? how are these things flying and coming for your collars with magnets somehow? <laughs> yeah. It's... And yeah, really, it's when they jump, uh, why don't they follow them down when they, I guess because they, they fall and they didn't turn quick enough, but still, it's, I don't know, there's flaws here. I'll let it slide, but really, the the biggest fly is there should be something more clever getting out of it than that. I don't think that's a great payoff to that. But that was a prominent thing in the trailer. I do remember that. Yeah. Um, I. It's not long. Yeah, that was part of why I think we also were 
talking about watching it is that it's it's a decent runtime. I heard him interviewed uh, Barry Sonnenfeld uh, on uh, Gilbert Godfrey's podcast, and it was pretty interesting. And he said, like, his one direction that he always gives everyone is, like, faster. Just say your lines faster. Uh, you, he, he thinks it's like a, a little trick for acting. If you just speak quicker, it sounds more natural. The opposite of this uh, podcast. <laughs> the opposite. Oh, man, for sure. But that's just my slow brain. Uh, but the fact that this is a 106-minute movie... Like, yeah, an hour 40. It's pretty, like, solid. Yeah. As far as that goes, like... Yeah, I would think that's, that scene-wise, like, especially most of the beginning, it's there's not a lot of wasted time. Um, no. Or nothing that feels bloated. Maybe they're not the greatest, but it doesn't feel like this is unnecessary. Guess what Men in Black is? First one. 90 minutes? 98. So yeah, 90 minute movie yeah. with credits and whatever. Like that's crazy. Like that, that is a uh, that I can understand. Quick like it's there's not a lot to that movie and sometimes I feel no. feel shortchanged like I want it to, to give me more and it's I don't know. You, I feel like we've had that conversation, maybe not on the podcast, but maybe even before, where it's right into the mission, and you don't get a warm yeah. up, and you're just already on it, and then they solve yeah. it, and it's done, and then, yeah. I I think it's definitely him. Men in Black Two is eighty eight minutes, and the third one is a hundred and six. So, like, he is not even coming close to two-hour movies, like, which is That's interesting. Good. I mean, that kind of movie, I I could see this, like, Wild Love West today being remade being a two-hour movie. Oh, yeah. It would be, like, uh, I don't know how long it is, but uh, what was it? Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger's Wasn't over two long? hours. It's two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and like the newer, uh, this does feel like maybe that's why, like everything like it feels like newer Tim Burton, newer Disney, where like Pirates of the Caribbean, the newer ones like got so long, and it's just like we're just <laughs> pumping it full, and it's uh, Sean always says that in film junk about like the uh. Or even for video games, like value. So, like, you gotta, if you make a triple A game, you gotta make it like the main story's 50 hours. Yeah. It's like, I, I, yeah, I think that's partially the justification, but like, at the same time, I'd rather have a Men in Black or a Dumbo. That's like, Dumbo's like 70 minutes. It's like, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> like, don't don't stretch things out that's what makes i think 
animation sometimes special because it's so expensive and hard work to make that they don't waste time. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, I, I didn't know that he also directed this, but have you ever seen Big Trouble starring Tim Allen? I don't think... With John Travolta? No, that that's something Get else? Shorty. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I'm assuming I don't know. Both in leather, ja- both in leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big Trouble wasn't popular. I liked it. I have it on DVD actually. Uh, it's got nine fans on Letterboxd. But listen to the cast though: Tim Allen, Rene Rousseau, Omar mm-hmm. Epps, Dennis Farina, Ben Foster, Janine Garofalo, Jason Lee, Tom Sizemore, Stanley Tucci. Johnny Knoxville, Zoe Deschanel, Patrick Warburton, Sophia Vergara. Um, what Andy year is Richter, this? Two thousand and two. Okay, that's in the night. That's that fits for our. Yeah, it's. I mean, check it out. I haven't seen it in a long time, but in whatever that is, grade eleven. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. It's not amazing, but it is uh, 85 minutes, and it's available on Disney+. Plus. I recommend it. Um, and, yeah, it is a quick-moving quick movie, and it has a higher rating than Wild Wild West. I'll give it that. Wild Wild West has a 2.2 on Letterboxd, and Big Troll is a 2.9. But I would give it maybe like a three and a half from memory. So Barry Sonnenfeld is, or he's a cinematographer as well. So he's buddy buddies with the Coens. He did Ray Easy in Arizona and Miller's Crossing. Okay. Then he also did When Harry Met Sally Mm -hmm. and Big and Blood Simple. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and because I keep mentioning Tim Burton, Pee Wee Herman died. Yeah, I heard that. Do you, what are your thoughts on, have you seen Pee Wee's Playhouse and all of this stuff? Big I adventure? never really watched it. Uh, I knew of him growing up. Uh, but we yeah, have it. It's just before our time. Yeah, like I, I forget where, but Brenda got uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like I don't know if it's all of it or what, but on DVD, uh, or maybe it was like on Facebook. Someone was just selling all their Pee Wee Herman stuff, <laughs> and uh, it had the movies. So I've watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I gave it a three, and I felt like I was being generous. <laughs> Is that the original yeah. big new thing that? Okay. That's uh, the big one. I I want to check it out, but I remember it is just before our time yeah. because everyone I hear talking about it is just like five to ten years older than me, and no one my age and younger. I feel. Yeah. It's it literally before our time. It's 1985. So right. just before we're born, 
Pee-wee's Big yeah, Adventure. Yeah, and then we wouldn't register what it is till five, six, seven years later. Yeah, I saw uh, Frank rewatched it, probably in honor of Paul Rubens, just yesterday. The funniest movie ever made. I cannot agree with any part of that statement or actually i would agree with it is it's a movie made made. yeah (laughs) i love those have you seen like when people say things it's like this is one of the movies of 2023 (laughs) it's like just making statements that doesn't actually mean anything yeah i don't remember really laughing a lot in this so i can't say it's the funniest movie he, he always creeped me out. Like, I honestly think I've consumed 15 minutes of Pee Wee Herman my whole life. Yeah. So I really don't have, like, because I know, like, Red Letter Me, tons of people love this. And, like, someone was explaining it today, listening to it, where it's like he was almost like in the same vein as Mr. Bean, where it's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, physical humor and whatever just a unique thing at the time and so i think i should check it out but it's always just been like this guy's you, yeah like, i know I've you never like understand like I, yeah because it's all i don't know like this like is he a child or a man thing and it's like it's always been so obvious to me not obvious like i've discovered it i know that sounds like oh i figured something out but like it's never occurred to me that he's anything but a weirdo man yeah (laughs) like that's why it's like oh i don't get the yeah i (laughs) talking about um is it a man or a child i think that was on tubi as well clifford we were maybe gonna throw that on with oh, Martin yeah, short yeah. have you seen clips yeah. of that there's one that i've has come up a couple times within like the last week and uh what's the other guys is it charles groden yeah and he's like talking that. to him he's like could you just look at me like a normal human boy? And then like, he just, he's making these faces. Like he's trying really hard to just look normal, but he just yeah. still looks like a weirdo. That looks funny. <laughs> like to me, that scene see, it plays well. See, I feel like there's stuff like that or this or Wee that and it's like late seventies, mid eighties. And it's like, there's weird movies that, like, what is going on here? Like, and I need lists and collections of stuff where just, like, this is weird. And I feel there's just lots of stuff like that where things aren't even connected completely. But it's just, like, vibes. Where it's, like, even... uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is like there's a there's a vibe given off on that movie that like connects to like Ghostbusters or something like well, it's just like Moranis <laughs> right there there it is but just like the laser gun yeah. itself or whatever yeah. where it's like I've seen this somewhere else it's not the same thing but it's like your brain is registering similarities. It is insane how many movies there are out there 
Like you'll never run out of things to watch. <laughs> no, it, even that's the thing. Even uh, like old movies, there's stuff you're just I'm discovering. Where do you ever see on YouTube these guys go into some French uh, movie store? Have you seen these clips? And it's like big famous actors no. or directors, and it's the once you start watching these YouTube videos, the commercials on YouTube will turn into French. Uh, I'm getting French you're... commercials. Where is it? Maybe it is on YouTube. There's somewhere that I'm like, why am I getting French ads all of a sudden? Have you seen the Criterion Closet? Uh, don't think so. So it's just this closet, and it's like, I don't know if it's all of them, but or a ton of Criterion movies, yeah. and people go in there, but this thing is similar, where it's this, uh, I don't know if it's like, you rent movies there or whatever, but it's all physical media, but like, there's ones with Brad Pitt, the, the one I just watched is uh, uh, Killian Murphy and Nolan are there. And they're just looking at shelves and then they pull it off and talk about this movie, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, like, I agree. In the long-winded way, there's always something to watch. It's like you find these things and Christopher Nolan's recommending this movie that you've never heard of in your life. And you look it up and it has 96 on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's like, yeah, this is probably awesome. (laughs) And you're writing it down and adding it to lists that you won't get to till yeah. for ten years. Yeah, I've yeah, I've been watching things on streaming, even though I have things on my shelf that I've paid money for. <laughs> yeah, trying trying to balance those. Uh, I have watched a couple mm-hmm. things, but any more on Wild Wild West, or are we proving a point that there's not a lot to say? I I am low on notes. Uh, why do the blades explode when they collide? <laughs> Again, it's a movie thing. It doesn't really make sense why they're flying in the first place. So, <laughs> I, I've been playing some Goldeneye, uh, and same thing. Chairs explode yeah. when you shoot them. Okay, the wood blows up. Okay, here's here's one flaw in this perfect movie keeps talking about his inventions not working I think I mean Will Smith says something about that but I don't know that there are any that don't they just seem impractical it's right like it's not none like of them fail em- to work Emmett Brown where it's like they don't yeah work. these actually the, kind of do work yeah so I don't know there's a, there's a weird line in there of like oh you made something that actually works it's like all of them have worked Maybe they just work at the wrong time or whatever. Like that, that train scene I think is pretty good. Um, even if it's ridiculous with the tables flipping and the chairs and you're under. I like it's, it. That's it's fine. wacky and fun. And then when the other train comes up and then he's like, he's got a plan to go under. Like, I think that's all, that's some of the better action stuff. And then even the setup of that where um, when they're going to hang him and it's like a rubber rope. And then I don't think he realizes that's the rope that he has when he goes under the tracks. And then he does like the bungee thing. Like that's pretty fun. 
and yeah, I don't know. There's just not a lot happens other than like, yeah, he gets on the train. Does he fight someone or I don't even really remember what happens there. Right. I know they get gassed at the end and then that's how they uh, end up in the field. But yeah, that's another thing. It's like it ends so abruptly and then you're into this cornfield thing and the collars and think that that's also one of the turning points where kind of starts going downhill um yeah i don't know that there's much else to talk it kind of actually the railway stuff reminded me of the second zorro we did review that on this show the connection of the rail lines and stuff um do you catch the reference when uh mcgrath gets shot and he's on the ground and then the dog runs over to his little ear thing there's a famous oh oh yeah i love her majesty's voice i've heard both there's her majesty's and his master's voice i think it's actually his master's i've heard the his master's voice i've heard I've heard people say Her Majesty, but I don't know if that's true. I think it's the master. I think it's the master because no, it I makes more it's sense because it's like, oh, I recognize that voice. A dog listening to a gramophone. But yeah. yeah. Famous no, RCA I remember <laughs> we used to have a white dog and I thought, oh, I would love to recreate <laughs> that photo. Yeah. Uh, never happened. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> but no, I do. I do it's love. I little... did not register that. But now that you mention it i do love that there's certain things like that and the guy is it rca when he's sitting on the chair and the sounds blasted by him okay i think because rca i'm pretty sure is the one with the dog yeah and then memorex who made like cassette tapes and stuff i think is yeah yeah guy on the couch that's a great image (laughs) yeah it's like that is so stuck in my head and also uh i didn't have it but i think my cousins did but like the michael jordan wide wide poster and he's palming a basketball but like he just has his arms out like wings did you ever see this one it just like seemed like a crazy popular poster at the time it's like that's a great image Um, I did think that the the effect of low of removing the lower half of Loveless's body is pretty good. Like, it never looks bad, and especially that it's like he's not just missing his legs; it's like from his waist down. It's kind of unique, right. and like the fact that he's moving around a lot, I think, is pretty good. I like the way he talks too. I like the just like over the topness of the villains. I'm fine with it. I will give though credit to Kenneth Branagh for like this is a unique. He's character. he's all in. It's, like yeah, he is definitely all in. That is, uh, that's why it's very watchable. Yeah. Like it's not like this is like. Uh, we, we were complaining how we say like all the time, but this is not like st- 
some Star Wars stuff. It's just boring. This is not good, but at least something's happening. I want to say it's entertaining, but sometimes it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think it's the speed. Yeah, There's something there for us. Didn't get out. Whereas other things, the Senate taxation records and stuff gets a little dry. Yeah. Um, I noticed in the credits, Rick Baker came up talking about Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, he did the makeup and creature effects for that and many, many other things. So I'm assuming he did the bloodbath McGrath and can't think of what else would really apply to him, but I did notice that name. Um, and much like the device in Men in Black, I feel as soon as that song comes up in the credits, it's just so lively and fun that it wipes your memory of the movie you just saw. And it's like, yeah, Wild West, here we go. And you're having a good time and all is forgiven. Big Willie style. Oh, yeah. So here, actually, Wild Wild West was a TV show. Yes. So then that explains the credits. I feel like the credits are a nod to that. Oh yeah, the opening credits. Correctly. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so. So yeah, just because I watched Mission Impossible, the first one too, and it's just like, yeah, there's. It's crazy this time, like late '90s, early 2000s, making these old shows that the target audience would never have seen, because yeah, Mission Impossible, Wild Wild West, Charlie's Angels. Um, Starsky and Hutch, like there were a lot of these being made. Brady Bunch, oh yeah, <laughs> Brady Bunch is a little different because it's almost a spoof of them. But uh, yeah, and but, but like yeah. yeah, there was it was a run of Flintstones. It yeah. was a run of make TV. We got to do the Flintstones. We have to do the Flintstones. Yeah, let's do the Flintstones in the next two months. <laughs> two months. Uh, well, I just feel like we got maybe Star Trek you to only do have one month. to finish that off, and we have September. Yeah. We only have August, and then we're into September. Okay, so let's do And we have to, this is a little inside baseball, but uh, I am going to Disney. Oh, wait, that's October. End of October. Yeah. No, we got time. Uh, but we got to plan that ahead because I'm going to be gone two weeks. So if we we don't want to oh leave all the listeners hanging for too long. No. Um, you got to make some reels. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, I should just uh, do some Q&As at the park. Um, hello to any new listeners that we might have had from <laughs> our Facebook reels. And if you're listening and you you haven't liked us on Facebook or Instagram or anywhere else, then do so. And you'll get the great content that's been released, which is basically just a visual companion to excerpts from existing episodes. And by the slim chance that there is actually any new listeners because finding us on Facebook, shoot us an email at line of sight 
pod at gmail.com. And I highly recommend going to our back catalog because it is very much not time sensitive, <laughs> just like this episode. Yeah. Very, really, very accessible. There, out of our almost 200 episodes, I would say there is well less, probably 10 at the most, but I would think a lot less of current and new releases. Yeah. And now they're not even new, so. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, other thing, this is 196. We're also coming up on 200. Um,. I don't know if we're doing anything about that. I know we've talked about things with our top 100 or top 200, <laughs> which we did. That's, that was, it's, that's insane. That was two years ago that we did our top 100. Like we ended the, with the top 10 about two years ago. Cause I feel like it was August. We're coming up to like four years of this. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, 100, I think so. 204 episodes. Yeah, I think 2019 is when we started. Four years. 208. We started recording four years ago. I, I think we started releasing them in September. So, yeah. Good news. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, have you oh um you haven't uh talking about our <laughs> online content uh i have done my top 100 video from two years ago <laughs> i've only had it on my personal youtube but I, i'm gonna put it on the the line of sight one so all the fans can see they've been itching just mm -hmm. itching their bodies waiting for it um so I'm going to put that there and you've done yours. So are you still doing some finishing touches on that? <laughs> I might, or I'll just put, yeah, maybe put a title to it. Talking about itching. I heard a good line. Uh, someone farted and it sounded rather wet. And then he said, Oh, that's going to itch when that dries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No, that's a good one. That's the type of comedy that you can expect here. But yeah, maybe I'll commit to this. How about this? I'll get it ready to go by episode 200. I have four weeks. Yeah. I think you can pull four it off. Four weeks to do 30 seconds of editing. And yeah, we need to figure out uh, what we'll do because... I have revised my top 100. I don't know if it's finalized, but uh, maybe I'll just read that off. <laughs> so, uh, fun stuff coming up. And uh, couldn't tell you what's happening next week, so just stay tuned. Maybe Star Trek. But that's three movies. All of them? I th well... We were doing two at a time. I figured we could probably do those three at once. Okay. Sure. Let's try it. <laughs> well, we, looking at our old ones, like we did 
all the Lord of the Rings in one episode. Yeah. I feel like that one could have been split if we went long enough. Well, it should have been split into three. Yeah. (laughs) Did we... Evan was on that too, right? Because he watched them with us. Evan, and then I think we did the Dark Knight movies all together too. Yeah, ambitious. So... Yeah, I think we can handle starting. And here we are clocking this one in under an hour and a half. That's rare. Mm-hmm. We're just taking a note from yeah. our friend Barry. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. We'll be charitable and say he has short movies. We had short reviews. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> I also gave it two and a half. I was, I was almost for most of it thinking this is a three this is fine and then by the end because i like just stopped caring it's like maybe it's a two and a half it's a pass but barely and for being being so short yeah it's like you you are not sticking the landing here yeah you can't uh if you're gonna be short you gotta hold the attention for that short amount of time and the spider just doesn't do it um John Peters ruined you. I don't even know if that's who it was, but uh, I'm going to stick with that. Uh, All right. Let's shut her okay. down. Play us out, Big Willie. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Gunning this, brother running this, buffalo soldier Look, it's like I told you, any damsel that's in distress Be out of that dress when she meet Jim West Rough neck, so go check the lawn and vibe Watch your step with flex and get a hole in your side Swallow your pride, don't let your lip react You don't wanna see my hand where my hip be at With Artemis from the start of this, running the game James West, taming the West, so remember the name Now who you gonna call? Not the GB Now who you gonna call? G- you ever riff with people want to bust break out before you get bum rushed at the wild wild west when i roll into the wild wild west when i stroll into the wild wild west when i bounce into the wild wild west